Welcome to the Warrior School Podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles, and training with them is the future of women's training. I also believe this training, nutrition, and health stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard, and we should all feel strong and confident. So, This is your go-to show for practical information to build a stronger and healthier body. You'll find content on training, nutrition, hormones, and tons of experts who want to help you get stronger and healthier. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 112. That sounded kind of sexy and seductive, didn't it? (laughs) I didn't mean for it to sound super seductive, but I kind of like it. Welcome back. It's nice to have you. I just got back myself. I just got back from a little time out. Well, it was like a mini break, a little holiday. I like to call them timeouts, though. <laughs> Do you remember when you were younger and you were naughty and your parents would put you in a timeout? Like they'd have a special chair, maybe in the corner, and you'd have to go and sit in the chair and face the wall and have some time to think about, you know, what you did. My timeouts are kind of like that, Uh, not from a disciplinary place, (laughs) Uh, but I go away and I just have time. I give myself space to rest, uh, maybe to reflect, uh, to ideate, to think or not to think. Uh, And so I'm not going to talk about my time out too much today, but I just got back yesterday and it's Friday, 3 p.m. It's not normally when I record a podcast episode. I'm a little out of rhythm because of my time out, but I took Hank for a walk this morning and then I trained for two hours. Uh, I did a leg session and I walked home from the gym. And then I got stuck into work and I actually got to do really cool work today. Uh, One of my favorite things about my work in Warrior School is being inside Warrior School and looking at all my women's training. I love it. I just love it. It fills me up. It gives me warm, yummy feelings. Uh, So I got to be inside and watch all their training videos, read all their notes about how their practices went this week. So before I went away on Monday, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, I wrote them all a message just saying have a great week in training, Uh, make sure you video, and I want to know one thing that training taught you this week. 
we do this a lot in warrior school. So a big part of our work, so all my warriors are on individualized training programs. So when they come into the school, we uh, have a, you know, a big deep dive chat about, you know, where they've been, what they've tried before, you know, what's the challenging or the hard part, what do they want, where do they want to go? And then we do a movement assessment together. And from those two things, we create uh, their first program. And the first three months inside Warrior School is very much about, you know, learning about the body and where the body's at, you know, the state of the body, our markers, our biofeedback, how the body moves. Uh, you know, we do a lot of mobility, stability and body weight strength work. And so I was just inside looking at uh, Leah's videos. Leah is one of my warriors. And she actually uh, wrote to me and shared what she learnt this week. And I really wanted to share it with you because I think it's, it's really cool. It's really important. And it kind of ties into what I want to speak to you about today. I'm just going to pull it up here. Okay, so she says, one thing training has taught me this week is that it's hard for me to be present. I just want to distract my brain for each movement to get through it. And I know I am that way with other parts of my life. It's super neat to notice that. And this comes up a lot, actually, especially in the first few months of Warrior School, because you know, like you, a lot of women that I work with have spent a really long time being distracted and, and being outside of their body when it comes to training. You know, when we train uh, hit style of training, you know, we're moving fast, we're pushing harder and harder, uh, or we distract ourselves through like music or looking at our phone all of the time or in group, like group training. Uh, don't get me wrong, like being in a group can be super motivating super motivating and really inspiring uh, and the connection is really powerful but it's also a distraction and so the first few months of warrior school I slow everything weight like way down for them and I ask them hard questions you know I really get them to tr I get them to track their training and they have to write a bunch of notes for me they have to video themselves and this tracking or this data is a way to actually slow the practice down and start to notice. I also ask them a lot of questions around like, how did it feel? What did you notice? What does training teach you today? Uh, and, you know, there's this often this internal battle and conflict that goes on in the first few months around really just wanting to distract ourselves, especially because you know, I pull all my women back and rebuild their foundation. So a lot of it is a lot of mobility work, flexibility, stability, body weight, strength work. And for those of you who know me, you know, my, my standard for quality of movement is so high. Uh, and so it feels really challenging and we can feel a lot of friction. A lot of friction comes up and we really want to distract our brain. Uh, and often it can come through like reaching for our phone all of the time uh, and many other ways. 
And so I really love this, you know, learning from Leah that she just really wants to distract her brain and she just wants to get through each movement, you know, quickly and uh, painlessly, which is so common. Uh, and this is, you know, this is not exactly what I want to talk to you about today, uh, but it is definitely a part of it. So this whole like slowing down and noticing and being aware and being in our body uh, is really important. So I want to talk to you about the performing body versus the objectified body. And I have actually spoken about this before. Uh, I think even on a previous podcast episode, I will pop the link to the episode in the show notes. I can't remember exactly uh, what episode it is. But this has actually come up in my work and in conversations. And I've also, uh, you know, seen some stuff in uh, through social media for the past couple of weeks uh, around this performing body versus objectified body. And often we feel this friction between the two. So the performing body emphasizes physical performance. So when you think of the performing body, think of the functioning of the body. So how well the body functions uh, and how well it performs. And for sure, those two things can probably be interchangeable. Whereas the objectified body emphasizes physical appearance. And I think a lot of us have been in battle with this for a long time. And so they often create this friction And this friction can often produce a conflict then in how we view our body. And often this conflict then results in behaviors to actually change our body. So what that really means is this, you know, this objectified body or this physical appearance really drives uh, this, our training, health, nutrition stuff, our behaviors, uh, And then when we're in this conflict, we often really undernourish and overtrain or train in a way that isn't working with our body. But probably the biggest one that I see is the undernourishment. So not eating enough food. Uh, And so then that negatively impacts our physical performance. And I really wanted to pick this apart uh, and get you to really think about this and reflect. I think it is extremely important Uh, when it comes to training, when it comes to wanting to get stronger, to feel great in your body. Uh, I made a post the other day around, you know, it's totally okay for you to want to look good naked and feel great in your body. I think that's really important. Uh, But we can't let the culture tell us what that looks like you know it's our body we really need to decide so a lot of women you know they get into training uh because they want to change their body they want to feel better in their body they want to lose weight uh you know they want their body to look different and feel different 
And so diet culture and fitness culture are built on the objectified body and that being the goal. So coming into this journey and the goal being, okay, I want to look this way. And so then we, what happens is as a result, we change our behaviors to try and reach that goal. But often the behaviors that we adopt actually negatively impact our physical performance and the functioning of our body. And so what works for us at the start, you know, we, we begin to realize over time, it's not working for us anymore. We actually can't um, push that hard, uh, you know, where our, our, we feel tired all the time, we feel burnt out, we're getting sick, our hormones are a mess. We start to see all these signs in our biofeedback that tells us what we're doing is not working for us. And so then that we create there's this big friction that gets created because we want to get the results. You know, we want to look different. We want to change our body composition. We want to lose weight. We want to lose fat. We want to gain muscle. You know, we have this visual image in our mind of how we want to look. And at, we did things and at the start, you know, we noticed some changes and it felt good. But then over time, we realize actually it's not feeling that great. And so then we get really stuck because we kind of then realize that what we're doing is actually negatively impacting the function of our body. So for a lot of women that I work with, you know, they have hormonal stuff going on, uh, thyroid, uh, their hormones, you know, their cycles, their sleep, their energy. They're not great. The biofeedback is not great. And if our biofeedback isn't great, well, it greatly affects the functioning of our body. Our body's not functioning. The body's not healthy, um, you know, which, is, which can be another bigger conversation about, like, what is health? Uh, the way that I really love to look at it is from a very uh, scientific, biofeedback, metabolic kind of perspective. You know, our body has certain markers and biofeedback that you know we've talked about before on the podcast if you're in the metabolic space um, you know you're quite aware of the the markers and the biofeedback so this biofeedback these markers are telling you how well your body is functioning so the processes you know how well the body is is at getting energy into the cells and using it to um for all the processes of the body, you know, how strong your metabolism is, uh, how, you know, balanced your hormones are, how regular and healthy your cycle is. This is the functioning body, the processes that happens, the feedback. Now, for a lot of us, we've actually done things or are doing things, behaviors, ways of training or eating, that are really negatively impacting the functioning of our body. So, and when our body isn't functioning right, it impacts our physical performance. We actually don't have the energy to train consistently or train hard uh, to increase weights. Uh, 
to recover well, you know, to sleep well. And so, you know, in warrior school, we do a complete flip of this. The focus needs to be on the performing body, how well your body is functioning, you know, from a metabolic perspective, a cellular perspective, you know, hormonal. And then when the body is functioning well, when we have strong foundations, biofeedback markers, then the body can perform. And as a byproduct, we can then get a change in the objectified body, in our physical appearance. Are you hearing me? <laughs> it's not an easy thing for the mind, for sure. I totally get it. You know, you're not alone. Almost all women experience this friction and this conflict you know, between the physical body um, and the objectified body, the performing body and the objectified body. But here's like the kicker. Here's like the really cool thing. If you focus on the functioning, performing body, you will be able to get the results that you want. You can get stronger, you can feel great in your body. You can get a change in body composition as a byproduct of that physical performance. So what I often hear is a bit of friction. Uh, you know, a lot of women follow, you know, a lot of influences on social media uh, and those influences look a certain way. And they very much focus on physical appearance. So we could take like bodybuilding or bodybuilders for an example. Now, I want to highlight that it is such a cool sport. Uh, and they, you know, are so driven and determined. And it's a very challenging sport, especially to do it naturally. But they're driven by the objectified body. They're driven by physical appearance. Now, of course, there are bodybuilders out there that very much focus on physical performance. Uh, but what really drives them is their physical appearance because that's their sport. Now, is that a bad thing? Well, if you ask me, I, I say yes because they're missing pieces of a performing body, of a functioning body. And the, the big pieces that I think that they're missing is like a mobility practice and a flexibility practice. Again, I'm just generalizing. I know some bodybuilders out there that have really strong practices when it comes to mobility and flexibility and, you know, pure strength. And they move really well. But there's a lot out there that are driven by this physical appearance that actually don't move well. They don't have healthy bodies. You know, their biofeedback isn't great because they have to spend a lot of time severely restricting and dieting, uh, which creates a lot of stress on the body. And then they also don't spend a lot of time on actually looking after the health of their body. 
So doing mobility and flexibility, you know, focusing on how well is their body moving. A lot of them can't actually squat well. Their movement patterns aren't great. Uh, Yeah, they can, you know, they're bosses on the machines and, you know, they can pump a lot of like volume into their training and their muscles to look a certain way, but they actually don't have strong performing bodies, strong functioning bodies, because they're driven by physical appearance. We could also say the same thing for a lot of influencers who are focus on a lot of weight loss or are, you know, potentially underweight or they're keeping their body at a certain composition through restrictive practices. You know, maybe undernourishing, maybe overtraining. And they also don't have performing bodies. You know, if you look at the functionality of their body and how well their body's functioning. You know, their biofeedback isn't great because they're keeping their body at a place where it's undernourished, it's overtrained, and it's actually not thriving. And, you know, if you dug deep into their biofeedback, you would see that, you know, a lot of red flags come up. But again, they're driven by physical appearance, the way that the body looks. Think of an athlete. An athlete is driven by the performing body, by physical performance. And as a byproduct, look at how a lot of athletes look. (laughs) But they're not driven by physical appearance. Now, for sure, yes, some of them probably are. And I'm not saying that we can't have a goal to change our body composition and to look good and to change our physical appearance. I'm not saying that at all. I think it, it I think it's really important to you know feel great in your body and to want to look good naked and be proud of your body. I think it's really cool to play around with body recomposition and gaining more muscle mass and you know becoming leaner and losing fat and I think those things are really cool, but we can't be driven by them because when we're driven by this goal to change the body, this physical appearance goal, I think it really just becomes a stressor and it leaks more energy. And it doesn't work in the long run. You know, it's a very short way home way of thinking. Whereas if we actually buckled up, put our big girl pants on and got okay with taking the long way home, because the long way home is very much about the performing body. It's about physical performance. It's about the functioning of the body. And this is why I say all of the time, take the long way home. And the first three months in warrior school are about getting clear on the state of our body, how well it's functioning. What is our biofeedback doing? Uh, How does our body move? What's our mobility like, our flexibility, our stability, our movement patterns? You know, how, how well does our body perform? And then once we have built 
I talk a lot about the foundation, you know, mm. the, the foundation of training needs for women, the, the pyramid that I talk about. You know, the pyramid is about physical performance. It's about the functioning of the body. And then as a byproduct, when we actually eat enough, have really strong biofeedback, mm. we learn to train properly we learn, think, learn about things like tension and control and quality and effort. We learn how to confidently progress our training, how to make it harder, you know, whether that's intensity, like lifting heavier weights or complexity. We then get to focus on performance and it's way cooler. It's so cool to focus on performance, like what your body can do, how capable your body is than to obsess about how your body looks. The way my body looks is a byproduct of my practice. It's a byproduct of my performing body, of my physical performance. So for me, my training has always been about my performing body. How well does my body function? How well does it perform? My goals are always about performance, skill-based, weights. Um, it has never been about my physical appearance. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't care about my physical appearance. Of course I do. Yeah, I care. I want to feel hot. I want to look good naked. I want to feel good in my clothes. You know, I want defined muscles I want more muscle mass uh, you know I want a lean body I care about my physical appearance but it doesn't drive my training practice it's not why I train I train to feel strong to feel capable to feel so goddamn cool because my body it's just, it functions so well. You know, my, I come from a gymnastics and a dancing background and then I had to do a lot of work on my mobility and my stability and my body weight strength after I hurt my back and then I, I learned how to Olympic lift and then I competed in Olympic weightlifting. And, you know, that's when I really learned about this performing body, this physical performance. And how well my body was functioning. You know, when I was lifting a lot, we had to do a lot of mobility work to support um, my lifting. I had to look after my body. You know, Olympic lifting is really hard on the body. I was training like six days a week, three or four hours a day. So for me to actually perform, you have to make sure that you're looking after your body, you know, through nourishing it, sleeping, recovery, rest, all the, thing, all the things that we talk about all of the time. And then as a byproduct of training that hard, training a lot, training for performance, you know, my body looks the way that it looks. And I really want to invite you in trying to flip it and change your perspective. I know that, you know, you might not feel comfortable in your body. I know that it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to not feel great in your body. I know that maybe you want to lose some fat or you want to gain some muscle or, you know, you want to have leaner legs. 
Like I hear you and I see you. But what I'm inviting you to do is actually think about your performing body. Are you looking after your body? Are you nourishing it? Are you looking at your biofeedback? Because if that's a mess, you don't have a foundation. And yes, you might get results for a little while. But as you probably know, you know, like you with most of the women that I work with, it just created a lot of stress and a lot of problems to be obsessed with the physical body, to be obsessed with the number on the scale, you know, how the body actually looks. Whereas if we actually think about our training as like, okay, you know, I'm eating enough because I want my body to perform. You know, I, I care about my physical performance. You know, I want to have energy to show up to train. I'm excited to like push hard in my training and progress my training. You know, can I do more volume or more intensity, more sets, more reps? Can I go up in weight? You know, are you excited about how cool the squat feels now because you did all the work on your lower body mobility to really make that squat feel great? If we focus on our physical performance as a byproduct, we can get a change in our physical appearance. But I'll let me tell you, let me tell you something. I'll give you, I'll tell you a little secret. Once you flip it and you come into this world of the performing body and you emphasize physical performance you really forget about this physical appearance. You get really obsessed and really excited with how well your body can perform, how strong it is, how does it feel, its mobility, its flexibility, all the things that it can do, how well it's functioning, how good your cycles are, your sleep, your energy, like all of this stuff just gets so exciting and you do you you forget that hey actually I entered this thing into this thing because I was so focused on my physical appearance but the cool thing is you know you build that foundation you give yourself those training needs and then as a byproduct you're going to get a change in physical appearance you know my coach uh, all the people that I trained with uh, when I was lifting in Melbourne, you know, all my good friends who are coaches, they focused on the performing body, on their physical performance. And as a byproduct, they have body compositions that they have, you know, and they have amazing body compositions. Uh, but they also have very well-functioning bodies. And I think that's the, that's the important bit that I want to get across. You know, you can see these people on social media, influencers, but like I see right through it, you know, I can see the way that they train. Uh, I can see from a movement pattern perspective, you know, I know that they don't have a very uh, strong performing body. And I would really question how well their body's actually functioning from a stress perspective, a metabolic perspective. And it's really something that I want you to think about. And my warriors get really good at it because we do so much work around 
their functioning body, you know, their performing body, them really learning how to look after their body so they can train hard and, and get stronger and really focus on their physical performance. And then they really learn, they learn to see, you know, they learn to see through the bullshit of, you know, social media and these people that actually are just focusing on physical appearance and don't have, you know, I've been in this space for like 13 years or 14 years now. And there are a lot of coaches and trainers that aren't actually helping themselves. They don't actually have um, strong performing and functioning bodies. Uh, which is really kind of sad, but it's really common. And then, you know, this is, we're being led by all these coaches and teachers that don't have performing bodies. Uh, and so I think it's so important that you find someone that focuses on the performing body versus the objectified body. Focus, you know, that focuses on what you can do with your body. That helps you get excited about learning how to lift and how to progress, uh, you know, how to get stronger. That's where all the cool stuff is. And then we kind of, we lose this friction, you know, we lose this conflict. Uh, we don't have that anymore because we're so clear on, okay, I want my body to function optimally and I want it to be healthy so then I can show up to my training and I can perform. You know, I can hit the numbers, I can hit the intensity, you know, I can hit my training consistently and then I get to get stronger and feel great in my body. And as a byproduct, yeah, my physical appearance is going to change. You know, if you're lifting heavy uh, and you're eating enough, you're going to get a change in your body composition. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's all that I really want to say on the topic. Uh, and just really invite you to look at it. Just, just to think about it a little differently. You know, what would your training practice be like? What would your life be like if you flipped it and thought about Focusing and emphasizing your physical performance, what your body can do, instead of emphasizing the objectified body, you know, the physical appearance. I can tell you it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you flip it. Uh, and it's super fun when you just get lit up and you get so excited about training because of your physical performance, uh, your, your body, it will blow you away when you enter, enter this space. So come on the field with us uh, and focus on your physical performance. You know, focus on making sure that you look after the, your body, eat enough food, train in a way that works with your body, uh, so you can have a strong functioning body, you know, track your biofeedback. It's important. And then train in a way that emphasizes physical performance, like this holistic approach. You know, training is not just about losing fat and gaining muscle. It's also about having healthy tissues, being mobile, being flexible, 
moving in a way that has so much quality, that looks so goddamn sexy. You know, you'll notice if you watch my warriors move. Actually, the other day I posted a reel of a bunch of my warriors squatting and I had quite a few people write back saying, oh my God, like, look at them. Look at how they move. And yeah, like the way that we do it in warrior school takes a bit longer than maybe the way someone else does it. But that's because I emphasize physical performance and I emphasize the quality because we need to learn how to move properly. You know, we need to earn the right to perform harder, to lift heavier. We need to own our movement. We need to own our bodies. Uh, And it's really important. Okay, I think I'm going to stop talking now about it. (laughs) If you have any questions uh, about this concept, I would love to hear from you. You know, I would love to hear like how this lands. How does it resonate? What do you think about about this, you know, the performing body versus the objectified body? How do you think that the flip for you would be hard? Um, Yeah, hit me up. Send me a DM or an email. I'd love to hear from you. And yeah, this uh, next week, you know, when it comes to your training, I really want you to think about, okay, can I flip it? Can I really focus and emphasize my physical performance? And what do I have to do to really support my body so it can perform? Uh, And then, yeah, share it with another warrior. If you feel like she needs to hear it, you know, if you feel like she's really stuck in this like objectified, you know, physical appearance, I've got to lose X amount of weight, you know, and this is how my body has to look send it to her. Uh, And then also, as always, you know, tag me with your biggest takeaway on Instagram. It's a really cool way that we can share it with other women out there that are probably really struggling with this concept. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, Warrior. I will see you next week. Uh, I have a few guests coming up on the podcast but also quite a few solo episodes as well all right have a great weekend warrior woman you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcast please give it love by subscribing now and if you enjoyed this episode please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaways.